I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner. That was the Suzuki's Personal Patrol. Mm. I love it. Mm-hmm. What about that? This is uh, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. I'm with um, Emily Dean, and I think we all know who else I'm with. You got it. The Alan Cockerel. Cochran. Alan Cochran. The Cockerel. AKA the Cockerel. You call him that. But one of our listeners, Frank, has started calling him Two Showers. Two on three. Dear Frank two Emily and Two Showers. That's oh, that's yes, because thing. you had... Uh, Last week I was discussing how I'd had several two shower days. But I now realise that it's some kind of shared system and that I was having the shower that a few people on public transport were not having. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a few smelly ones in the last week. I know, but that's there? the joy of public transport. It's like travelling in a... Oh, is that joy? I think it's like a mobile cheese shop. <laughs> you just get on in. And I find it that people on public transport, it's not that they just smell in the normal way. I find it gets on my chest. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an interesting way of putting it's, it. It's, it's, like, putting it. it's like Vic, Vic Vapor, Rob, but, oh. you know, for for people who like bad... Anyway, <laughs> that's not meaning that they're bad people. They're just they're in a rush, that's mm. all. If you want to text us about anything, we're on 8, 12, 15. Yeah, it's mm. just, you know, it's only digits, but to us, it's a, it's a life force. Um, <laughs> yes, and uh, there's apologies in the paper today from uh, Rupert Murdoch. We are sorry. Oh, is that who it's from? I thought it was an ex of mine or something. <laughs> I didn't realise. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I love it. Yeah, I, I like I'm the apology. thinking... I always think my, my way has always been if someone apologises, that's it then, the slate's clear. So I'm thinking, OK, that's enough. End of affair for me. Right. Oh, yeah, just well, get off his back. He's an old man. I think you are swimming against the tide of public opinion. I know, but I love He likes doing me that. Me and Jeremy yeah. Clarkson in, 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 a, in a sort of uh, synchronised swimming team. Can you imagine that? Or oh, imagine how curly his hair gets when wet. Mm. Well, you must look like a, some sort of... One of those poodles they use for guard dogs. Not a miniature, but the one they use for guard dogs. Very tight mop on the top of the head. I don't think I've ever heard of a poodle guard dog. Have you not? No. Well, they, they were fighting dogs originally, the poodles. Oh, I mean, we've, we've domesticated them into wimpishness, but they were, they were ferocious beasts, the poodles. Is this true? I yeah. I don't know anything about poodles being ferocious. Yeah, I'd happily have Clarkson as a guard dog, wouldn't you? Yeah, well... <laughs> He must be good for something. Ooh, oh, quite scathing the cockerel this yeah, morning. Not a, a successful author. So, Mr. Murdoch yeah. has also he's been um, keeping fit. Well, did yes, you see that? I did. That was the big, big news really for me of the week. Rupert the big Murdoch shocking news in tracksuit. Yeah, Rupert Murdoch in shorts with a veiny calf. Poking yes. through like an old chicken breast. Oh, I never saw the shorts first. Did you oh, not? the shorts! Not only did he have shorts on, but he sat in the back of the car, and for <laughs> some reason, his legs were as far apart as a man's legs could <laughs> oh, be. No. It, it was almost like I still have power. Right. Yes. And I've closed the newspaper, but get a load of my power here. <laughs> I bet that was a public transport moment. Yes. <laughs> I noticed all the windows was open. The, uh, the driver is actually subtly wearing breathing apparatus. <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't like the photos. Well. Yeah. I found them disturbing. Yeah, but it's all, he it's, was being propped up like Weekend at Bernie's. It really <laughs> upset me when he was running oh, through Hyde Park. It was clever. It's all very clever stuff. Oh, was when it? he's cashing it, he, he's such a clever manipulator. Mm. Yeah. What he's done there... Oh, he's going Clarkson again. Yeah, he's thought to himself, you know, you have that saying, uh, don't speak ill of the dead. <laughs> and he thought, I can cash in on this. I can cash <laughs> on this with some overspill. Not, not necessarily not speaking at all, but don't speak ill very much of the near dead. <laughs> so I'm going to push my near deadness to the British <laughs> public. I'm going to expose it. And uh, it was quite shocking. I did think, oh, I don't know if I can carry on being nasty about a man who, um, who really is dabbling with mortality at that one level. Foot in. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Or at least one foot. I had an awkward time because I saw the photograph of him in that um, shell suit and I caught myself thinking, oh, I quite like that. <laughs> I what does that say about him? It's bad enough that a few weeks ago I was admiring Andrew Marr's jeans <laughs> and now... <laughs> Now I'm admiring Rupert Murdoch's tracksuit. Well, I would hold fire because it'll almost certainly be in a charity shop in the next two years. <laughs> yeah, where does he live? I could start rummaging. <laughs> exactly. What's next? Jeremy Clarkson's blues on leather oh, jacket. God. But it's, oh, I think no. it's all right for an old man to uh, Frank, wear sports. It's so not all right. Oh it's no, not, it is. And no baseball caps either. Some, some mm. Oklahoma tramp. So wrong. I think there'll be a point where I only wear leisure wear. I just wear velvet tracksuits or a velour, like a, a sort of one of the ageing sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm getting on a bit. Are, are you telling me now that my trainers with wheels are unacceptable? <laughs> <laughs> That's the captain by um, what they're called Biffo the Bear. <laughs> Remember Biffo the Bear? Yes. He was on the cover of the Beano. Suddenly, it's Dennis the Menace. Nothing. Yeah. Apparently, they found him on his holidays. <laughs> That's how you found out. Never work for liberals this accurate Christmas. That's yes. what they say. Yeah, I've heard that. So, um, yeah, we were just talking about the fact that uh, Rupert Murdoch has been out um, in a tracksuit and shorts. It was horrific. I noticed he had an on-rolled-down white sock. Oh, rolled-down, didn't he write children's stories? <laughs> and he had... Uh, you know, when some people wear a white sock when they're yes. with shorts, but they don't... Mm -hmm. I always... What I do is I, I roll them down a little yeah. bit. So I, I like to take I on know a sort what of... You mean. Yeah, I like a Japanese schoolgirl look to me. It's a slightly déshabillé effect. I like that. Well, it, it, I think it softens the line between my, my, my thin lower leg and the sodden bulk of the trainer. Yeah, I like to break that down with a bit of a, a bit of a ruffled sock. He's gone. He's pulled them up to their full extent. Oh, really? Yeah, he's... and that, that's always that's wrong. I mean, they're probably keeping the veins in place. I was thinking maybe he's on a long haul flight later that day. Yeah, well, he might be. I think. <laughs> I think when you're eighty, life is a long haul flight. I think it is. I think thrombosis is hovers over you like a buzzard. Yeah. So he's um, gone box fresh though. Everything's box fresh. Is it? it didn't, yeah. Didn't smell like it in that car. <laughs> It's a Tupperware box fresh when the well, sandwiches have been in for three days. Talking about suitable attire for octogenarians. Uh, oh, God, that's a fabulous link. Let's just let's just bask in that a little while. <laughs> Put some sun cream on. Mm. Um, we've had an email in Frank from Simon, mm. uh, who sends it to Mr. Skinner, Miss Dean, and Captain Cockrell. Finally, a military position. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you remember last week, Frank, we were talking about the acceptable number of buttons open on a man's shirt? Well, I was specifically. Yeah, I was trying to change the subject, but you wouldn't have it. <laughs> no, I really wouldn't. 
Now, Simon seems to be suggesting that the number of buttons open on a shirt can be used to judge a man's age. Would you like to hear his theory? Um, uh, yes. Well, (laughs) he's saying the fashion amongst the youths of today favours a fully buttoned shirt or polo, much in the vein of Paul Weller, as previously alluded. Well, hold on, because we've got a youth in in here today. We've got Joe, the technician. Oh, yeah, what's he wearing? He's he's, always wearing a slightly grobby T-shirt, I'll be honest (laughs) with you. He's in a round neck. Carry on, move on. Okay. Um, However, you'll notice that boys just into their 20s won't attempt a top button fastening. Again, a chap in his 30s can, without much social comment, it's Peachy Woodhouse. It's good, isn't it? Go for a two-button open stance. Talking into, taking into the 40s, you'll all have experiences of men a little past their prime, rocking the three buttons open. Well. Taking this to its natural conclusion, I bet that Mr Skinner and Captain Cockrell have frequented many a bar where there'll be a man, late 60s, early 70s, propping up the bar with at least six or seven buttons open. Is that true? The older you get, more buttons? I mean, I saw a picture of the elephant, man. He just, <laughs> he hadn't done any buttons. He just <laughs> knotted his shirt into a crop top. <laughs> well, that means by the time you get Daisy to... Duke style, he'd gone for. I loved it. When, yeah. Although, I mean, he, he couldn't take on a denim short. And he, no. I don't think he had his legs insured for a million dollars like she did famously. I think he did. Oh, did he? But it was by KFC. <laughs> <laughs> but Frank, that does make sense, because then when you get to the sort of Murdoch slash winner end of things, mm-hmm. then it's essentially the hospital operating gown just gaping open. <laughs> I see your what, point. Yeah. I see your point. I, can't, I just don't, I don't notice my buttons getting any lower as I get... Older, that's though. a lovely shirt. That's one of my favourite shirts nice. you're well, wearing this today. Bo- this shirt's slightly different on the bottom front. Get this. <laughs> oh, oh, Frank! Oh, my God! You've gone winner! Webcam moment. <laughs> Webcam moment. Yeah, I, I have to tell the people at home that these <gasps> are just like... These are just like press studs, so I just, I just tore the whole thing apart. <laughs> it, was a, it was a bit of a... It was... I think it was a Rupert moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just buttoning up again now. Well, I, um... I don't know if I fully qualify. I've decided from now on I'm only going to wear shirts with laces. You know those Oh, ones? like the sort of Man oh, U yeah, yeah. kit thing the, the, they the used old, to have. Yeah, like the, the Lone Ranger used yeah. to have. Yes. I mean, those shirts, why haven't they caught on more? They're much better than a, than a button. Don't hmm. you think? Not really, no. Oh, I find, especially if you're having your photo took with a koala, they've got, a bit, they've got somewhere to grip onto, whereas with a button, they, they don't know where to... You notice that, the, the small black... You know, it looks like a small black gloved hand on the koala. <laughs> and they're reaching... And you don't want them to scratch flesh, because they've all got chlamydia. I don't know if you know that. You can look that up. On. It's true. Look at... Google it. Every one of them has got chlamydia. It's don't look at chlamydia. me. Don't look at me. That was it's there when, uh, I was, when I arrived. It's, what's it? What is it? Syphilis? Is it syphilis? Something I don't know if you can say that. Let me have a look. Oh, don't split hairs. No, you can't. You can't say that unless it's a reference to the fruit, it says. I think that's... A, is that a misspelling? Anyway, um... What was we talking about? Oh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go... Koala's having chlamydia. Can you buy? You know, you can go in and buy a shoelace. You know when you go in and say, I'd like a pair of shoelaces, because I, I broke a shoelace, and no, you, can buy sho- yeah. you can buy shoelaces separately. Can you buy shirt laces? For those, for those shirts. Because no, no one wears those, Frank, they have a brotherhood of man back in the 70s. No, but I'm, I'm going to bring it in. Pirates. I'd, love, I'd love to go in and say, have you got any, uh, got any shirt laces? <laughs> I might try that today, because <laughs> I'm shopping for clothes. Got any shirt laces? I, I broke a shirt lace the other week. I, was, I, had a, I had a very proud moment. I thought it was a proper stud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try it. Anyone there who, who sells shirt laces in their, in their shop? Um, give us a bell. I'm, I'm in for, uh, well, let's say two dozen pairs. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute. Radio.
Oh, we're having some sort of uh, technical hiccup. <laughs> what we're people are sending in texts on eight twelve fifteen. Yeah. And we thank you for that. But they're they're coming only in. Um, we're not getting the full thing, are we? Yeah. I think absolutely hasn't paid the bill or something. So oh, what happens no. is that you only get something like, is there a maximum of 140 characters? That would be a great idea for some sort of social networking site. 140 side. characters? Sounds like I watched EastEnders last <laughs> night. I bet, there was, I bet there was 110 in that. So the shame of it is... I haven't seen it for years. I still knew about six people. Mm-hmm. Beale's play, still there. Yeah, yeah, still doing well. On, Someone it? had driven into it. I mean, I, I missed that, but I could see the aftermath. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so, Frank, we're only getting the tail end or the opening sometimes to these texts. I've always been happy with the tail end. So, what are we getting? Give For us an example. I'll work it out. I think you can work. It's, it's a bit like working at the British Library when they find a fragment of an old um, manuscript. Yep. Okay. It together. Let's hear one. Okay. So, for example. Mm-hmm. Ork out the advantage it has over flies. Any ideas? Ork spelled O R K. Yeah. Well, that'll be workout, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, maybe he's talking. You know, I was talking about the lace shirt. Oh yeah. He or she's talking about because oh. sometimes you see jeans laced at the front. But it Perhaps flies. Oh, I thought it was animal based, like koalas. No, so I'm thinking. Promoting of, them. I'm thinking of what we used to call the fly hole. You're right. Which is no, no, fly sounds better, doesn't it? The fly <laughs> hole, looking back, was a grim piece of imagery. Oh, I've opened my fly hole. What? So it's surrounded by... Anyway, um, so some people have a lace-up front to their jeans. Have you seen those girls in particular, I've noticed? Oh, That's yes. Very, sexy. very Shakira, Frank. Very that. Shakira. Mm. And, uh, well, it covers her big calves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's got a muscular calf, Shakira. Always hidden, but if you... Is that Mur- Murdochian? Oh, well, I, oh, yeah, I saw her live. I thought she had Wellingtons on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... Yeah, so he's saying I can't work out the advantage over having a button or a zip fly with a lace-up. Oh, OK. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. I was saying he, could be a she. Does the name... No, the name oh, you can't have names with this system. Uh, 377, this is what this is uh, an ending. The infamous quilted jacket is yet. Wow. Mm. What would that have meant? I think, I think that... Isn't that the name that uh, the police have given to a... Uh, Somebody on the run at the moment, the infamous quilted jacket. Yeah. He's a Victorian sort of character. <laughs> and, uh, and he went missing recently in what they called uh, after the Puffer Puffer murders. <laughs> and uh, I think he's, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a sleeveless. I mean, he's, he's not a full puffer. Oh, a body warmer. He's got body warmer. I think he's a body warmer. A Gillette. Well, they call him the body warmer because apparently he, he puts them in the oven after this is, how, <laughs> this is how the nickname came about. Anyway, I think we've had enough of this game. Yes. I'm sorry, um, if you want to send us any really short text, we'd, lo- we'd love to hear from you on 8, 12, mm. 15. Let's call it 8, 12, the way yeah. things are going. <laughs> the only radio station where people are asking for short texts. Brilliant. Exactly. <laughs> I think uh, by definition. We were talking about um, whether, as men get older, they leave more um, shirt buttons undone mm-hmm. on the top. I've just... Um, and then you exposed yourself. I did expose myself. I, I'll tell you what I'll do sometimes if I'm feeling devil may care. Mm. I'll, um, I'll wear a button-down shirt and um, I'll, leave, I'll leave the collars untethered. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I won't bother with that. Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? Well, I just sometimes you need to adopt a cavalier attitude to garments. Yeah, there's a somebody's texted. Can you ask Frank and the crew what they think of men in flip flops? Eh? 
Oh, Hold I like, on. I like That's that quite a long text. Well, <laughs> how, come a, how come you got a complete text? Oh, I've got a special system. Oh, well. <laughs> direct to my own phone. <laughs> no, I, I like us becoming the crew. Yeah, many like flip-flops. I'm, um... I mean, it's slightly problematic. Feet. Men's feet are not the best part. I think they're second only to the genitals, as far as ugliness <laughs> is concerned. But, um... <laughs> Men have that sort of... They have that hairy tuft on top of the, the big toe. The big toe's oh. got a hairy tuft, yeah, some yeah. sort of like a... I mean, I don't have it. For a small... T- for a short time, I was so touchy about the fact that I didn't have it, mm. I actually bought a toe... What, what they call a topay. <laughs> <laughs> which is a small sort of wig that you, that you affix to the top of the big toe. When bored, I can actually twist my uh, big toe hair round into like a little horn. If, uh, if I wanted, you're you, very. Have you considered a ribbon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Next week, maybe next week. You could have a toe tail. <laughs> a toe tail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, he's yeah. fair though, Frank. So it'll be a very light matting. Mm. Yes. Well, is he fair? For all we know, that could be uh, that could be assisted. I, I, <laughs> I bet you're no stranger to sonning, are you? <laughs> Nobody would dye their hair this colour. Well, surely. I think you can get mousy. I've seen it on the on the. Oh, burnt squirrel! Everyone's <laughs> doing it. <laughs> Being, that's the smell on public transport. Burnt squirrel. Yeah, now, I, now, now I've got it. it. I've grasped it. Oh, well, um, s- send us a half text. Let's, <laughs> let's enjoy that. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. By the way, as our texts have gone a bit wonky, you can email us. There is an email option. Yes, it's studio at absoluteradio.co.uk. Oh, I don't like it. Don't you? Forget about <laughs> studio. <laughs> rubbish. What is it? Frank, one, what is it again? Studio at absoluteradio.co.uk. Don't bother. Frank, don't say that. Studio? Well, is that the best thing? What is it? We're going to cut hair? However, one happy, happy byproduct of this uh-huh. text debark, I'm calling it a debark, uh-huh. is um, that we're only getting half of what I felt might have been a slightly misogynistic text message. Oh, well, that was a close one. How did it well, begin? Well, it there? says, I'm not even going to give his digits because I'm going to spare no. him this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts by saying, I was in a club over the weekend and I saw a fat bird at the bar. Oh, oh. no, no. Then it no. says, I walked up to her and said, fancy a dance, love. Ooh, that would be nice. She replied, and that's all we've got. You see, I'm hoping mm. that it then went... Oh, no, hold on a minute. What am I saying? <laughs> yeah. Is this what my life has become, a series of misogynistic anecdotes trying to amuse? I'm sorry. I, I apologise. I'm sorry. And then, and then sign off. But we've missed, we've missed his big reformation moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's... Uh, he can't even be concise in his misogyny. That's a shame, isn't it? Um, I, uh, I... You know I'm not... Unless it was Clarkson uh, taking... Two minutes off from the guard dog duties to send a bit of <laughs> one of his classic misogynistic texts. I just hope, for his sake, there hasn't a burglar hasn't come over that um, yeah. back window, that wall where he was standing. Yeah, just where the where the barbed wire stops. He just covers that that section. <laughs> I, no, we'll see, how, we'll see how it goes. Sorry, um, Alan. I was about to impart that I uh, I feel a parallel. There's a there's been a story this week, and as you know, I'm not particularly uh, show busy, but uh, I have a parallel story. Sharon oh, Osbourne. Osbourne. Yeah, uh, Sharon Osbourne. <laughs> Sharon Osbourne of the Osbournes fame has uh, has been reunited with her two hundred thousand pound stolen wedding ring 
and uh, and guess how? A brilliant, brilliant bit of the story. Uh, her daughter is it uh, Kelly? Is oh it yeah, Kelly, Kelly Osborne. She apparently was watching Crime Watch and huh? recognised oh. her mum's wedding ring. I love the idea that she watches Crime Watch. I just like <laughs> the idea. That, I like the idea that at the end when they say, remember, don't have nightmares, and then she turns the telly off and realises that she lives with the Osbournes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll try. I'll try my best not to. Um, but she... Uh, she's, not, no, she's not a wild child anymore. She's staying in. Right. No, yeah, in the old days, she would have been out partying when that was on. They'd never got that ring back. Yeah. Well, she she got it back, but I have almost an can exact I, parallel. Of can this I, can story. I say before you uh, before you tell us this? That I I remember. I can tell you when it, it was about two thousand and four mm. when it went missing. Oh, really? That ring. I know. I know because I did a joke at the time saying that they could easily because it was a diamond ring. They could easily replace it. All they had to do. This was obviously when Kelly was a bigger girl. Oh, so yes. I've condemned this man for his misogynistic test, but text. But this is going, this is a bit about okay. being out of the way because I said that what, if they want to replace it, they could always sneak a large piece of coal under Kelly's mattress. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> now to know that you have to know how diamonds are formed. So I thought the fact that 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 you know the, that kind of scientific element mm. uh, rescued it from just being a joke about being fat. I don't, I'm not sure that's true. I'll let you have that. But it was, it was 2004, or as Sharon Osbourne calls I'll... it, uh, three faces ago. <laughs> <laughs> How great that she was watching Crime Watch. My mum's boyfriend was actually on Crime Watch in uh, Reconstruction. Oh. He's yes. an actor. Was he? Oh, he was, he was, okay. No, it was a Reconstruction, at an art gallery theft, he played a security guard. It's not, it's not King Lear love, but what can you do? Yeah. Pays the bills. Well, exactly. We none of us have achieved quite what we thought we'd achieve in our careers. <laughs> I speak only for myself. Anyway, what are, I want to hear Alan's personal anecdote. I, I have an almost exact parallel of this story. It wasn't, wasn't my mum and it wasn't a £200,000 Tiffany wedding ring. It was uh, years ago. It's a big almost, isn't it? It's, it's almost, almost exact, exact parallel. parallel. <laughs> years ago, my uh, my wife cycled into work in central London when we lived here and got her bicycle pinched, stolen. She's devastated. What, from under her? No, from from a bike rack outside. Oh, oh, OK. Always use two different types of lock listeners, two different types, a D and a cable. That's the... That's the way forward. You get you get tips on this show as well. It's not all uh, helping. What we call banter. <laughs> <laughs> so she got her bike stolen. Uh, a, a week or two later, I thought I'll go and buy her a, a bike, and I went into a, a second-hand bike shop uh, called Recycling in Elephant and Castle. I think I can name it. Uh, that shouldn't be a problem. Um, and. Uh, Unless you're about to suggest they're receivers of stolen goods. I am. <laughs> I absolutely am. Oh, well, then we... I found then I feel we bike. Have, Hold on, I have to find a legal way around this before you say this. It's Obviously, a fact! It's we, a fact! I know, but we can all fall prey to... They wouldn't have known, obviously. No, and in fact, the person had given ID, apparently it's a... Exactly, they were completely problem. innocent mm. at recycling so Elephant in Castle. Can I make that clear? <laughs> well, oh, dear. There was a moment where I said to him, I, I think I know this bike's owner, It's my wife's had it nicked, and, uh, and I said, I'm going to go home and double check and he and i he, i said you're not going to sell it while i'm gone are you and he went well if someone wants to buy it i will yeah oh no so you're painting them badly again <laughs> yeah can i say they're lovely but, people but he did shit. not he did not no sell he didn't it. you see and, uh, i mean we all lapsed yeah and there was a great moment we phoned the police and the policeman was like right i'm going in <laughs> and he went in and got it back and then we had to struggle to get it back off the police or oh, they love a bike the police <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you've ever seen the pyramid formation <laughs> Well, that's a lovely story of yeah. Um, I'm rarely a hero, but in that story, I was. Well, I don't have a hero. I might be pushing it. A bit. Really? God, are you? Are, 
you what Bonnie Tyler was waiting for? <laughs> yes. A man who buys second-hand bikes? <laughs> I think not. We only have this excellent. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. That was uh, Somebody Told Me by The Killers. It kind of crept up on me, though. Because mm. sometimes I just watch them end. Because you get a little timing, you see. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not just sitting there thinking all oh, this sounds like the end, because if it was status quo, I could come in, start talking, and then I'd get another... We don't play status quo on Absolute Radio. Don't turn off. So, yeah, so we were talking about when you have things stolen and then they magically reappear. I mean, I don't know if we're going to top the cockerel's tail. No. That is... We had an email in that, you know, you did a little joke about Kelly Osborne making a diamond by lying on a... Uh, did a little a, joke, don't you dare be so dismissive. <laughs> a little I work. <laughs> can't help that sort of thing. You I do come that in all here. the time. <laughs> I always say to people, oh, I liked your little story. <laughs> oh, yeah, your semi, your semi. You did a semi joke about... Uh, that'll be the next. He's very reductive. Yes, I, d- I did refer I to the, the fact... In case you just tuned in very briefly, the, di- the diamond was lost by Sharon Osborne, I said... At the time, I'd said you could put a piece of coal under Kelly's mattress. Mm. She was overweight, and that the pressure would have created a diamond. That was it. Well, Not that... proud of that joke, but I, you know, there it is. You went a bit what I call 235. 235, what is that? It's a reference to the man who texted in. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> well you're right. Well, somebody has emailed in, Frank, just to let you know you missed one thing from the joke. Diamonds can only form at high pressure and temperature, approximately 900 to 1300 degrees C. Is that a. Celsius or centigrade, I don't know. Anyway, that's, he's, a, he's a clever boy, isn't I'm he? going I mean, Celsius. Like, I like that, I like it mm. when they get technical. I yeah. was, I had factored that in, because I don't know, at the time, she was drinking a lot, Kelly. And, uh, her, <laughs> bed, her, her bedwetting was... <laughs> it was sulfuric. It was absolutely sulfuric. I mean, she had that relationship with the Phantom of the Opera, and after that he had to wear a half mask. <laughs> we won't ask what they did, but, you know, that was that. I had a, a a diary that was in my handbag. My handbag was stolen and the diary was returned to me. But oh here's the bad thing. The diary, it was at a time when I was going through a messy breakup at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And my, that narrows it down. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. And my shrink, yes, I've had a shrink, oh. advised me to I should really express my feelings. And so it was... Did you fall in love with your shrink, the, no. way, the way I look on The Sopranos? Was it a bloke? No. Oh. No, it was a bloke, but I didn't fall in love with him. Okay. Um, what I'm asking is, was your shrink fit? No. So, Frank... Oh, God, now I've got the joke. <laughs> I've had an idiotic <laughs> eureka moment. So, anyway, it was kind of rantings of a mad woman. It really was, well, this yeah, diary. Fair enough. Um, that handbag was stolen. I thought, oh, that's really sad. Then I got this phone call from a friend who said, look, this guy's found your diary. And I said, well, why have you called me? He said, oh, my number must have been scrawled somewhere in it. I don't know why. Anyway, I had to go around to this guy's house. He'd obviously read the entire diary to oh, get the phone number. no. Yeah. He but looked d- at me. It was a real, It was like a sort of prison warder giving you the last death row meal. It was like wary pity, the look that he gave me. You can't be sure that he read it. He must have, Frank. It was right in the middle of the number. Yeah, but, you know, he might have just started, got a couple of pages in and, and was repulsed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a possibility. Well, I had that. This isn't a stolen; it's a lost, really. But it's a, it was a, it was something that I tried. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I uh, I don't know if you ever had. I wear contact lenses. I don't mind owning up to that. Yeah. And um, I I was messing about with one, and uh, and it went. And I looked down. I looked. You know, sometimes they'll lodge in the fold of a of a sweater for for a month. <laughs> anyway, I couldn't. Um, 
I couldn't find it anywhere. I thought maybe it's gone down the sinkhole, right? Yeah. Not the fly hole, the sinkhole. Uh-huh. So I thought, well, that's that. So anyway, um, that night, I, had, I was wearing my spectacles, and I was sitting, and I thought, what's something in my eye? And uh, I went, and this contact lens folded in two, emerged from the back of my eye. Oh. It, had done like a, it had done a sort of a lap of honour <laughs> around my... Um, it came back swathed in aqueous and victorious humour, like a British athlete swathed in a Union Jack after a gold medal performance. <laughs> and I thought, God, there must be quite a bit of room be- behind the eye that you don't know about that things can <laughs> what get What else there. is back there? So, yeah, it could be, you know, I'm always looking for storage opportunities. Mm. <laughs> so... Um, I, um, well, I mean, what you could have is a series of different <laughs> coloured um, mm. lenses and you could get them to come round on like a sort of a carousel. So people That's are talking idea. to they look away for a second, suddenly you've got blue eyes. Like Paris Hilton. They look away, oh, yeah. cat's eyes. Yeah. They look back, two pool balls. <laughs> <laughs> back again, ring of fire. <laughs> so um, I had a go, just, I mean, it was, it was, I had a go at trying to get... <laughs> Trying to get uh, a scallop under my uh, eyelid. You know a scallop? Yes, I know. A raw scallop. I tried to get one under my eyelid to see if it would go. Because <laughs> I thought it would be absolutely brilliant to be sitting with someone and suddenly to take a scallop out of your eye. Because <laughs> I'd think it was some sort of head matter coming out. <laughs> but um, it wouldn't even, wasn't even go close. Wouldn't even go in. Mm. Wouldn't get anywhere. Surely it's too big a scallop. Well, it started. Um, I, I thought they're, they're quite spongy, but it uh, oh. it started to disintegrate. If you're <laughs> rough with them, right? <laughs> so um, if you're thinking about trying that at home, I think you're going to have to. It's going to need a couple of minutes in the frying pan to give it some sort of a hardened <laughs> firmness. Yeah, to give it some firmness. No, I don't know why I told that terrible story, but at the time it felt like uh, felt quite exciting. <laughs> We had an email from a bloke, didn't we, about... Um, what was that about? Well, that, that one we, had, came, we had one in the week, which I about really the cockerel? Liked. Yeah, about the cockerel. He was talking about the cockerel. He is... He says he's a long-time podcast listener. OK. First-time correspondent. Lovely. He says, has the cockerel sound effect been purposely recorded to sound like the bird is actually saying Alan Cochran? The syllables can scan perfectly. And whilst I'm no expert on the diction of poultry... I like that. Yeah. Very well self novel. It strikes me as being representative of the sound such a bird would make if it were the Peter Dixon esque announcer introducing Alan onto the foul version of the show. Peter Dixon's the, you know, Steve Brookstein, X Factor. Oh, okay. The X Factor. Well, I want to I want to try this. I want to see if it does sound like the Cockerel is saying okay. Alan Cochran, right? Let's have a listen. <laughs> Rubbish. No, that was that rubbish email was sent in from That's Graham Morrow, law costs draftsman. I tell you something that Graham and I love Graham, but he mm. did he does a, a joke in that, doesn't he, about the eggs? He factor. says the eggs factor, and then he says he does like a badum tish, badum tish. You know when yeah. people do a, you do a joke and they go, Badum, I hate that. It's <laughs> one of my big hates. When you do a joke and somebody goes, Badum, oh shut up, if you don't like it. <laughs> My girlfriend, that's a thing. Is that I, um, I'll do a joke and she'll go, very good. <laughs> that. And, and what, well done, she'll say sometimes. <laughs> if it's a pond, she'll say, well done. I don't like it. Well done. But the rim shot, boom. 
<laughs> um, no offence, Graham. Thanks for uh, calling in. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> Frank Skinner. What are you doing a fade out like that? Are you supposed to let it just fade out or are you supposed to talk over the top of it? I don't like instinctively talking over the top of... Uh, you know what I mean? I'm not to nightclub shouting at people as loud music. One of my like, favourite parts of this show is, uh, is you editing the ends of songs. <laughs> <laughs> people don't... There's sometimes, you know, because I get a big pile of CDs sent to me and I, and I listen to every one because I yeah. was like, you know, I liked, I'm proud of the fact we play some new stuff on yeah. it. And um, if it's a long intro, I think, oh, I have to, I'm going to have to bail out of this. I can't, I can't have this much intro mm-hmm. on, on absolute radio. <laughs> Whereas they're already, if it's not elbow, they're already sweating. <laughs> not elbow. Oh, he played something that wasn't elbow. <laughs> Tell him I want to see him in the office. But, um... But if yeah, people should do nice clippy endings like that, and mm-hmm. and get to the vocal early. That's mm-hmm. my advice. Any any would be bands out there, get to the vocal early, and when you're done, get out of there. <laughs> there you go. The Skinner oh. Book of Pop. There yeah, you go. <laughs> see, they don't get that from Cal. You just get um, destructive criticism. I'm trying oh. to raise people up here. Positive reinforcement. Have we heard from our magnificent listeners? Well, we have. Studio slash absolute. We've had uh, Matt and Ryger has texted in, and there have been problems with the text, I'm afraid, just in that we're only getting 140 characters. So Matt says... So if you want to send us half a text, it's on 8, 12, 15. Knock yourself out. Matt and Ryger says, can I have some kind of voucher for the cost of my previous text and for having to send this one? He's also said... I think we can work that out, can't we? Yeah. <laughs> I, think we should, I think we should sort yeah, out an absolute... four and a half pence. He needs to change tariff if he's that worried, I think. <laughs> yes. We've also had a review of both your and Alan's outfits. What? Uh-huh. Mm. Oh. Oh, because of the, uh, the, web, the webcam thing. Yeah. This is, uh, this is actually an email... Can you believe that some people watch this show? It's, uh... I can scarcely believe they listen, but that they watch. <laughs> it's beyond the call the of duty. It's not, I'm, I'm not thinking we don't make it visual enough. Wow. Well. Hmm. Maybe I might Although try... you did do the, the old um, I did undo the chest expose. Yeah, I might yeah. Uh, come about 20 to 10, I might do some rhythmic gymnastics. <laughs> Have you got my ribbons, Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? Can you get my ribbons? Yeah. Oh, God, um, the cockerels use them for... Toe ties <laughs> for his uh, horrible hairy toe. Well, that would be something for the webcam, wouldn't it? Like, it would. Yeah. Hairy toes in mm. ribbons. Oh, so it's your turn to do chest expose next week. But we are quite. Well, he's already done the leg expose. Let's well, not mention true. that. Got my shorts on. Um, well, in fact, yeah. Uh, Alan, it's another Alan. Says, "Hey guys, loving the summer outfits. Very British summer chic." Yes, some Adelaide. Well, Australia. I'm wearing I'm wearing a short sleeve shirt, you know, mm. which is fair enough. But Alan is. Actually got shorts on. To I be honest, in London today, it's not that warm, am I right? Do you know no. what? He's full-on roadie at Latitude, is what he is. I have. I've gone very casual. I'm <laughs> sorry, it was this or a suit. There was no middle ground. You've gone post-casual. The way I've been packing, I've gone too casual. But I'm very comfortable, I Oh, he's packing. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll back him up on that. We've had a, a great email, uh, not least because the title of it is Eye Storage. That's not haunting oh, lo- at all. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> 
this is in relation to you keeping contact lenses and other uh, bric-a-brac at the back of your eye. Well, it was a failed attempt to get <laughs> a skull up into the back of my eye. Uh, I once went swimming in a dam with a friend, and when she got out, she had a leech stuck under her eyelid. She was okay Dang once it. she stopped screaming. And Pity, then that would have made a out. lovely eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> it would. Just, uh, <laughs> and had, had, it got, had it actually got purchase on the eyeball? I think it? it had got purchase under her eyelid. Under oh. her eyelid. Brilliant. I've since held a theory that our eyes have much more storage than we are aware of, as I, we were so surprised how big the leech was. I think that's true. I, mm. yeah. I think we've got everything. Yeah. I think if anyone else got any sort of uh, more eye-safe stories, because that's what you could do. You could keep um, change, maybe, for the metre. <laughs> like a pound coin holder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, well, actually, if, you, if any children listening, don't put stuff no. in the back of your eye. Any adults, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I have... I've mentioned on this show before, I have a very poor sense of direction. I mean, virtually, mm. I don't have a sense. I get lost in, in buildings. You do. Um, I have been lost in my own flat. I said, lost <laughs> is, a, is an exaggeration, but I, I, I have on a couple of occasions come out the toilet and took the wrong turning. <laughs> Honestly. So I've gone to the, uh, you know, the office bit rather than to the main lounge. Right. Anyone who's listening who's got, like, a, a blueprint of my flat at home. Mm. Um... They're the people you're catering for. <laughs> well, they're the people I'm trying to keep sweet. <laughs> because they might be a bit, you know, during the torturing, when they're trying to get my pin number, they might just they might just take their foot off the pedal a bit if I've been polite to them on air. Anyway, um, you can never tell in a full-face balaclava whether you're getting empathy or not, I find. Mm, that's the beauty of them, I find. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, Google Maps has been something of a saviour for yes. me. In fact, I wrote to them and said I once was lost, but now am found. <laughs> was blind, but now can see. And I didn't know that you couldn't send uh, Amazing Grace lyrics through the post in this country mm. without... Um, I, I wasn't fine, but I, I got a telling off. <laughs> yeah. The Postmaster General phoned me uh, personally. Do you know him? Percy... <laughs> can't remember his surname. Uh, anyway... Uh, I uh, So I, I went uh, up north the weekend with my girlfriend and we had Lovely. to meet some friends in a public house mm -hmm. oh, um, yeah. in Macclesfield. And uh, I said, well, we'll go, we'll go Google Map. You know? mm. So I got in the Google, oh, man, I can't, I can't believe it. It took us, um, it took us across fields. It took us <laughs> across a farm, <laughs> through a farm. We had to open a gate and go into a farm. Not, well, this you know, is all on foot, is Not it? public is... footpath. We had to open a gate and go into oh, a farm. Well, I, I'm never sure of, in a farm. You know, there's firearms almost always. <laughs> and do you remember And that? there's vigilante farmers. Well, there oh, is. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that farmer who got burgled and, yes. uh, uh, and chased one of the... Uh, one of the yes. burglars and mm -hmm. chased him out. I mean, shot him a hundred yards down the road. Mm. Tony something, wasn't it? Well, let's not let's not name check him. <laughs> it's the guy from the uh, bike shop. <laughs> I always thought if I was him, because he was in all the papers at the time, oh. I would have, have had my picture on a sign that said, I live here. Like, <laughs> they, like they used to do with Alsatians. Yes. <laughs> just to put people off. Anyway, so I was worried about that. And also there's the pig element that... Um, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a record of, um, of dead bodies being disposed of 
by being fed to pigs. You know that. That's Is a, that right? Yeah, that they. I eat, didn't think they had it in them. Oh God! Apparently they <laughs> eat. They just uh, chomp on an old lettuce leaf, don't they? No, no, they eat. They eat. They eat. My dad always used to say they even eat the teeth. <laughs> yeah. Pigs eat teeth. They pigs, eat everything. Uh, they, if you put a dead body into a pig's sty, they'll finish the whole... They eat the teeth. You can't even be identifiable by your dental records. No. If, no. Well, you'd have to examine the... The, the, the pig's the innards. Pig's, the pig's... Well, egg or, or it's... Um, oh, it's, I I'm see. I'm going to say, it's excreta. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you'd have to get a bit of Gillian McKeith on the uh, pig waist. Yeah, exactly. Let's move it through. <laughs> So, um, I was worried about... I, I tell you on something now, this is a true. I had a, a, a pork scratching once I bought when I was living back in the West Midlands and I could see what clearly looked like the mm. H of a uh, love-hate tattoo. You know the H, <laughs> oh. the forefinger, with the forefinger <laughs> of the... Now, I, I could have, that could have been an optical... But how did that get in there? Obviously, some local... Somebody with a criminal record who has the love-hate thing... Mm. Out of prison, gone to claim some money that was perhaps hidden. Yeah, big argument with the farmer. <laughs> Next thing you know, you know, get off me, Porky. <laughs> and uh, that's a line I think you've used a few times. Oh yeah, <laughs> only so, last week. Anyway, so we um, we had to we went through the farm and then we had to climb uh, an electric fence. <laughs> Frank, this sounds very ill-advised. I know, Kath was in heels, but by then we'd gone, <laughs> we'd gone too far, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, luckily, I'd wore rubber sole shoes just in case. <laughs> it sounds like a 70s public information film waiting yeah. to happen. Well, then it got me thinking, how, no, Tommy, how, no. how powerful is an electric fence? I mean, is the idea that it's just a little bit of a buzz on the snout to keep the, you know, to keep the cattle mm. or sheep, whatever, back? Or does it, you know, will it take one out? <laughs> I mean, you don't see... I've never seen an electric fence in the country with a big pile of cattle at the side of it. <laughs> you know, sometimes you'll see a glass lampshade um, hanging with dead insects in it where they've, they've hit yeah. the bulb and dropped. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a big pile of farm animals next to an electric <laughs> fence. So I'm, I'm presuming it wasn't a killer. Anyway, we, um, we had to carefully... Like I got over first to prove that one could survive, and then yeah. I had to watch uh, my girlfriend. Um, and did you throw a jacket across it or something like um, like they used to do on barbed wire on the air team? Um, oh, I don't that's know if that good, would, Alan. Would that work with an electric fence? I don't think so. No, I, just I stood. No, I just was. I stood back with the uh, my iPhone camera at the ready. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to get like, one of those moments when there's a bang and you can see the whole skeleton showing through like an X-ray. <laughs> I thought if that's going to happen, it'd be a tragedy, but it'd be an even... It'd, it'd compound the tragedy not to have it on, uh, on film. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Um, and then I, we had to go over, like, a railway bridge. <laughs> just completely oh. overgrown. <laughs> Three-foot stingers. Oh. Yeah, which actually would make a good song, to, I'm thinking, to the tune of Hong Kong Fooey. <laughs> Three-foot stingers. Three-foot stingers. Never seen a better guy. Well, obviously, I need I need to work on the end. Yeah. Bit. Um, and I, as we waded through, my girlfriend's legs were getting scratched and 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 all, and we had to walk with our arms sort of raised, <laughs> like we were prisoners. Oh, prisoners! Yeah, yeah. because otherwise our, our hands would have been stung. Made me think: Why? Why stingers? What are stingers warding off exactly? Are you talking about stinging nettles? Stingers of all varieties. Oh, okay. Thistles, nettles. What what are they keeping at bay? People. Mm. Is it people? Well, I don't think... Surely that there aren't 
plants that are made to keep away people, are they? Are you saying that it's nature's electric fence? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... Don't assume we have access all areas, Frank. But you know, because we're human beings. Well, but you know how people say, oh, you know, why wasps and stuff like that. Mm. Stingers seem to have got off the hook on that front. I don't see what 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 is the purpose. Perhaps there's some sort of uh, naturalist listening mm. who can mm. let us know, um, or at least let us half know on one of our um, this week's famous half texts. <laughs> David Attenborough's a fan of the show, I reckon. David Attenborough, I don't like him. But I don't either. He was very grumpy when I met him. Could you stand like that with a camera crew and watch an antelope be torn to pieces <laughs> and without any sort of warning? Yeah. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. Anyway, in the end, we got to the pub and the people we were meeting weren't even there. Oh, no. The whole thing, had been, uh, it had been rearranged. We hadn't been told. So we'd gone through this whole hazardous journey to this pub. Mm. And do you know the bloke said, oh, Frank Skinner got me behind the bar doing one of the... You know when you have to pose pulling a pint? You didn't pull the pint. I had to, I had to do one of those <gasps> photographs. Did you really? That oh, was my Frank, reward that's for a that bit, journey. That's yeah. a bit Paul and Martin Daniels. That's oh, man. Or or more recent reboot, the Barack Obama. Surely it's a Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah. I was waiting for the... Mo- I was waiting to, to push a tower of pennies into a blanket. <laughs> I don't know if they do that anymore since the age of the new pen. It used to be a big thing in the pop. It used to be there right next to the Yard of Ale. Also gone. Yep, not many of those nowadays. Ran to the Yard of Ale for about ten years. I once tried a Yard of Vimto at a church fight. Oh, I was sick. <laughs> I, love, I love a story that ends, oh, I was sick. Yeah. Can I say if there's anyone from Vimto listening, I'm not saying that the drink itself would cause nausea, but you would agree that drunk in that kind of excess at that rate <laughs> is a mistake. Don't, please don't think, oh, we were going to advertise with Absolute. No, we're not. Do. It's a, it's a lovely, happy family we're running here. Frank. Mm. We couldn't sleep, it was 4am and we opened a bottle of wine. Who said that this week? That's my little quiz couldn't to get you sleep. into my favourite news Hold story. It. We couldn't sleep, it was 4am. And we um, opened a bottle of wine. Who said that this week? 4am. Um, we couldn't sleep, it was 4am. Was it um, Was it the Gaddafi family? No. <laughs> 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 Open it, open it. Let's open a bottle of wine. <laughs> We're getting bombed. Oh, let's get bombed in every meeting. <laughs> get off my scarf. Yeah. Don't stand on my bronze scarf. Or are you crazy? <laughs> um, yes. Um, I, well, I, I'm, um, it was. It was the um, the Euro lottery Very, people. Uh, the lotto oh, winners, Colin, the we- Colin and Christine Weir. The Weirs. Yes. No relation to Peter, the uh, New Zealand uh, director. No, Peter, we, we don't know that. <laughs> they might be. Um, what a lovely couple they seem. Lovely though. couple. Jolly. Very jolly. <laughs> do seem I'm just jolly. saying they're jolly. <laughs> they seem jolly. I know you're right. Um, um, I picked up the paper when, when it <laughs> It said, um, the, <laughs> the caption on the picture I saw said, um, it said, Mr. and Mrs. Weir, um, and then in brackets, a massive rollover. <laughs> I thought, no need for that. <laughs> Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So, yeah, so the Euro, they've won 161 million, is it, the Wii? Yeah, 161 million. It's brilliant. I'll tell you what I love about it is that they seem like they're not often, I don't know what it is, but people who win big money appear in the papers tend to be terrible people. Mm-hmm. Do you remember all those horrible lottery winners that were like... <laughs> yeah. Lotto lout. Yeah. People like that. Mm. But they seem like a proper nice couple. 
Mm. I like the fact they said they were not afraid of this money. I like that. Yeah, they should be there. <laughs> I mean, you said that when you put once, didn't you? When you pushed the button. Yeah, when I when I pressed the button on uh, the, on the national lottery, I, I looked into camera and said, "Don't blame me if it ruins your life." <laughs> I just wanted to wash my hands of the whole. It was like pilot, pilot on the balcony. <laughs> Very uh, similar, actually. It was, yeah, and uh, and they were calling out, you know, oh, do Guinevere, <laughs> Barabbas, release. There is no, there is no machine called Barabbas. That's that's the Israeli um, lottery show. Four. I had a bit of a falling out with them about it. Now this couple, though, I mean that thing. She said, I had a glass of white wine when we heard. Well, they, so, yeah. She said, I only normally have that at Christmas. Mm. And that's what worries me, is that life, <laughs> life could be Christmas for these two, you know, forever. Already. Yeah. Are, are you suggesting descent? it could all go at Central Reservation in Birmingham? Well, but you know... <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad reference that's... to something from my private life. <laughs> um, I just think that Christmas is a time of... I mean, when you just don't, you think, yes, mm. I'll have another one of those. Thank you very much. You know, I'll work it off in January. Yeah. And, of course, if January isn't coming I, I worry for these two they're a nice couple and I want to put this in the nicest possible way they look like they you know they they enjoy they enjoy their food <laughs> I, no, I think they do, they and do. I, think, I know I'm being I'm being nice about it I'm just saying it's a temptation I think it, giving someone 161 million quid it's it's a big it's a big step that's all I'm saying it's mm. a lot of money and yes, it does say in the paper that they visit their fish and chip shop three times <laughs> a week. Guys. It says it in the paper. Is that what it's, is three it's, times a week. See, that's going to go. Do to you know seven. that it could be seven. <laughs> stop at three. Well, I'm, they look like people. It's only finance keeping them back. From it did worry me. They were having the wine, and dawn was breaking. Took me back to the nineties. That is that a name, dawn? Thank. No, a bit like Chris Evans in I think it's really a dangerous thing to give people. Mrs. Weir, as well, she said, we was tickled pink when we heard. Oh, oh yeah. that's lovely. What the best response ever to winning 161 But I like million it because I don't quid. think it is going to change them. He said that uh, they're not even going to change car, and then she went, I am. <laughs> See, already the rift has started. She'll, she'll be going out with some 18-year-old bloke, give it another six months. Yeah. But he was brilliantly Scottish about it as well, because he said... Uh, Oh, we probably wouldn't change car because what's the point in changing car if your car's reliable? I just really <laughs> like the fact that it's, it's just, my car's like, reliable. That's what we need a Presbyterian approach to uh, <laughs> to winning the lottery. It's brilliant. We've got two reliable cars. I think we're fine. Do you know what though? I have. I think they should have ticked the no publicity box. That's what I would have done if I won that money. Partly because I just I wouldn't want people outside my my dwelling trying to get humble shot of it. I wouldn't want that. Well, I think they were and I wouldn't want the old champagne bottle. It's just. No. I know what you mean. I think I think she did reach across to tick the publicity box, but she had a tray on her lap, <laughs> and um, that made for a problem. Look, I'm going to go uh, across to our... Um, I think she's in Newcastle this week, um, Sandy War, our Newcastle studio, with um, with the travel. We only have this This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Set fire to the rain by Adele. Adele, who's got, uh, just reading, has got her own TV show coming up. Has she? It's called Adele Fix It, <laughs> um, in which um, you s- people send in uh, broken e- electrical items, yeah. and uh, she uh, mends them on the show while doing uh, very moving torch songs. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Alison Moyet did the pilot and they, they dropped her for... Uh, <laughs> Thanks. That's not, not the way to treat people, in my opinion. Anyway, <laughs> that's television. So, speaking of uh, celebrity and all its manifestations, mm. it's been a fabulous week for the, uh, the Beckhams. Brand oh, yes. They finally got um, a little girl. Harper yeah. Seven. I don't know when it was born. <laughs> but um, you can't get round that, though, can you? It does sound yeah. like half past seven. Yeah. It does. But he did say, apparently, on his, um, on his Facebook, which is, uh, I don't know if you know, it's a social network thing. You're more MySpace. Frank likes MySpace. I am MySpace. Me, yeah. yeah, me and the emo girls. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yes, um, that it's named after uh, it. She's named after um, Harper Lee. Mm. Who, who wrote um, Victoria's favourite book, To Kill yes. a Mockingbird. She yeah. loves that book. Yeah, she, she loves that darn book, Frank. Yeah, when she bought it, she <laughs> thought it was an instruction manual. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there was one keeping them awake at night, just on the uh, on an adjoining telegraph pole. <laughs> uh, turned out to be her first ever novel. Loved it. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Hasn't read anything since, but she loved that one. No, but I think the, the second child, Boo Radley, <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's a brutish character. So, I really like the name, though, Frank. Do you really? Yeah, Boo I think Radley. it's... No, Harper Seven. I like the idea of just numbering the children. <laughs> yeah. And why bother with the Harper bit? Well, if they've already got three boys, they could have just called her The Girl. Yeah. For ages. <laughs> like, where's The Girl? <laughs> yeah, but The Girl, Beckham, as she gets older, is not going to... Uh... I like the fact that it sounds like the time as well. Yeah. We had uh, We had a girl at school called uh, Nelly Lunchtime. <laughs> And we'd say, um, someone coming in, is it nearly lunchtime? No, it's only 10 to 10. What are you talking about? It used to be very confusing. <laughs> and there was that Spanish kid as well, Juan 45. Oh, he, uh, he cost... 45. <laughs> How many of these have you got? Oh, I've got a million of them. No, but it's, I like that. It, it's great if a name sounds like... Mm. Uh, like like half and half percent. Well, since um, since MasterChef goes large has been on and they keep making Rushdies, I I find it very difficult to take salmon Rushdie seriously without thinking it is a salmon Rushdie. Uh-huh. I don't even know what a Rushdie is. is it's it like a, a, I think it's oh, it's a grated potato. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. potato kit. You can probably get a salmon Rushdie. Probably can get a salmon mm. Rushdie. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're out again now. They went off the market for a, for a few years. <laughs> Back in vogue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Justin Beaver. Hang. What? <laughs> yeah. Rob the bank. That sounds to oh, me. Oh yes. That, that sounds like someone who's like. It's a bit like Rob the bank, isn't it? Rob the yeah. bank. Yeah. It's very clever. And what his he's parents done. surely saw that coming. <laughs> they must, Mister and Missus the bank. Yeah, the banks. One of the banks is what we're going to call a, him. They're a wonderful family. What the about what about what about Rob? No, but yeah, the problem you... is, um, <laughs> the problem is open. The problem is that people are gonna it's gonna it sounds a bit like Rob the Bank, don't you think? Ooh, no. Don't think so. <laughs> oh, okay. Well you know better than me. Yeah. <laughs> but interestingly, Frank, they so the Beckhams, they worked out the Beckhams are worth about hundred and sixty one million, about right. and that's exactly what the lotto winners. So they're gonna be as rich as the Beckhams now. Overnight? Mm. I know I'd rather go on holiday with Yeah. Yeah, because the Beckhams, I, I don't think they're fun. You don't look at them and think they're fun. Whereas the Weirs, I bet you'd have a great laugh. Yeah. Bang. You, I think you would. <laughs> I just think they look like nice 
Can't people? I hope that they banked the cheque at Santander and on the way out walked past the adverts with Lewis Hamilton and thought, we're richer than you now. I, I really yeah. hope. Are they richer than Lewis Hamilton? Oh, well, he can't have earned as much as the Beckhams, no. can he? He must be. If they're, rich, if they're as rich as the Beckhams, they're richer than Lewis. I'm so pleased for them. Yeah. I'm worried for them. Know, I'm going to say that again. I, I I'm not. Do you know why? People What's need counselling. If they win that much money, they, no, can't, but they can't just you leave can them to You can buy friends when you've you got that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, buy you can buy friends. You can buy pick and mix as well. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And you can buy the JCB to deliver it. <laughs> what could you buy, though? That's a lot of money, isn't it? I'd just like the idea, if I had that much money, I'd just have Fabergé eggs in the fridge. Just Would you? Oh, in that, in that little tray in the yeah, door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fabulous excess. That'd be good. Action, I'd just, and bring people around, I'd go, oh, do you want any eggs? No, they're probably a bit past their sell-by date. Oh, there'd be mm. people around. Don't worry, it'd be 161 <laughs> million. That's what I'd buy a fortress. <laughs> buy a fortress, yeah. a standing army, and a false beard. <laughs> Your life would be just ruined. I'd say these people need help. And if they want to give me a call, I'd be very happy to befriend them. <laughs> I have already too late. Oh, OK, fair enough. Well, I, I don't, if I won that much... I don't know, I saw a very nice uh, Torchwood box set the other day, which I thought... It was reduced to 30 quid, and I thought it's still too expensive. Mm-hmm. If I'd won the 161000000 million, I'd, I'd, I'd have bought it there and then. What about that? Yeah. <laughs> It's that's a price sensitive purchase, isn't it? Yeah. You're just 161 million shy of buying yourself that box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a pity. It wasn't even the complete. I think it was only the first three series. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. But, I, I might wait and, you know, see how it goes. I don't do the lottery, so it's unlikely I'm going to. Uh, I don't want the money. No. I want the money. money. Blood I, money as far as I don't as want I'm the publicity, though. Eh? I want people to think I've inherited it. Well, there was a bit of. Um, <laughs> Before they were identified, there was a bit of local gossip. I was in um, our local station. Well, there was shop. a period of their life when they weren't even identified. Yeah, <laughs> just known as him and her, oh, <laughs> like the Beckham's daughter, the girl. Um, and we were in our local stationery shop, and apparently somebody in uh, the area of Manchester that I live had been into the bank and paid off their mortgage and said, I've won the lottery. So there was a bit of, uh, like, it could be a neighbour of ours... Oh. But I think it must have been one of the other winners that only won like a million or two million or something. Well, we're going to have to leave it on that cliffhanger <laughs> because Ben Jones is banging on the window. Oh, no. And uh, Ben Jones is next. If you want to download the midweek podcast, that's, uh, that'll be available on uh, Wednesday morning. Um, I, I, I don't think I have anything else to tell you people. That's it from me. Thank you very much for listening. We love you all. I'm sorry about the half text. It'll be fixed next week. End of line. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.